Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. In these potted streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go rare your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome, welcome. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan McFly with Shaniga, still quarantine poppy. I'm out here working at home until July 2021. God damn it. Bang, bang. Woodrow, what up? Yo, yo, it's your boy B.I.E. Bing, you heard? What's popping? Where you at? July, I'm at home till April. It's lit. All right. And I'm, I'm on the field, but we good. Nah, you got that. Let's go. Fucking <laughs> COVID Avenger. <laughs> COVID Avenger. There we go. Where Fucking. Oh, my God. Shit is, shit is crazy out here. Shit is crazy. Fucking kids don't even want to come to school. What kind of shit is that? Jesus Christ, bro. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, we. I'm not alone. I'm not alone this week. We formed like Voltron, motherfucker. Word. <laughs> held it down last week, bro. Good shit. You know what I mean? Good shit, good shit. What's going on, fellas? Talk to me. Man, just fucking seeing what's going to happen in this fucking world, bro. Like, we're going through a, a historical moment right now with fucking Biden. Pretty much he won. And your man Trump is out here opening cases act, left act, and right. Acting like a petulant, spoiled fucking child. <laughs> telling people Yo, to actually stop counting. How nasty, how nasty are you? You're telling people to stop counting. But then you're telling people in other states to keep counting. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you can't have it both ways, my mama. What is wrong with you? And then he goes on camera, I love the uneducated. The uneducated, I love you. <laughs> Niggas like, Obviously. Niggas like, with all the legal votes, I already won this election. And it's like, yo, if they stop counting right now, you still lost by like 40. Like, what are you talking about? Yo, I don't know if you peep, like, during the last debate, Biden was like, yo, where's this guy from? <laughs> Queens. <Elizabeth>, Queens. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Trump is a wild... Boy, wow, wow, wow. How is he like? I'm not going anywhere. He who the fuck sues a whole state, bro? Yo, that nigga's great. <laughs> I think it's give wild. it to him. I give it to him, bro. That nigga don't give a fuck. <laughs> that nigga, yo, he came out like, yo, we won. It's a big win, huge, <laughs> like a whole day and a half early. Like, yo, not even half the votes was counted. You talking about you won. Fuck you yeah. talking about? Son is wild, bro. Yo, Biden's gonna move in and this nigga's gonna be in the class. I'm not going anywhere. For real. <laughs> His shorty's out, though. Ukraine and make more porn. His shorty's yeah. gone. Yeah, first, she's like, yo, I don't know what 
I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to get out of here because I already know they're going to put your ass in jail. <laughs> I'm not putting him in no jail, dogs. It's going to be interesting, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to... It's gonna be. It was crazy because a lot of people voted too. A lot, a lot, like bro. Whatever or some shit like that, right? You know who Chris? Jones for? Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and then act know. like he don't know. And then act like he don't know about politics and have Andrew Yang on his show. And had Donald Trump Jr. on his show too. Exactly. Sucking. Act like. Don't act like you don't know politics, bro. Man, people was like, yo, get the fuck out of here, Jericho, with your bullshit, bro. Even his man, Lance Storm, who's like his right-hand man, called him out. Like, yo, fuck out of here with that shit. Don't try and play yourself. <laughs> MV- MVP was like, yo, erase this now. <laughs> delete, delete this. Please, delete this. He, he's doing but it Jericho for clout, though. He, he did it for that, that, that Republican clout. But you he know ain't why. the only one, bro. Reverse, reverse hey, walls hey. of Jericho. <laughs> He's doing the reverse walls of Jericho to fucking Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Giving him that yin yang bang bang. <laughs> hey, you. But he's, he, oh man. He's doing it for Clyde. He ain't got Cesaro with him, bro. That's it. He can't wrestle Cesaro for Clout. So he out here just saying some wild shit. It's like, nigga, shut up and half-ass wrestle. He don't even wrestle good anymore, bro. I'm going to say it. Go lean up against a fence first. (laughs) To get some abs? (laughs) And go wrestle. (laughs) 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 Nigga said go lean up in a fence looking like he got them little Hawaiian buns and shit. Put up with an overdose spray tan, just looking man crazy. Looking like a pack of Hawaii, a Hawaiian fucking. Man, got the two for five. Hawaiian man. rolls, fuck out of here. Looking like Hawaiian dinner rolls. <laughs> Chill out, Jericho. Go somewhere, man. Get out of here, Jericho. Oh man, yo, Jericho's jokes, Jericho's jokes. But yo, shout out, but shout out to Santana and Ortiz, though, bro. Well, what's up with Santana, bro? Is he hurt? I mean, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara was a nice little team last night. I can't yeah, front. They, they were. Put a couple of that. That was a good. I know you wanted like since we were already talking about AEW, like that was a good little tag match right there, bro. On some shit, and then that nigga Wardlow. Wardlow's a star, kid. He's, He's a star, him. but he can't talk. He, he, he all, can't. all he has is is his in ring presence. That's it. Yeah, he has to, he's he's still he's still green, bro. He's still you know, green. He, you know, he reminds me of a little bit. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Batista, like super raw, super athletic, but can't talk. But Batista eventually got on the mic. You know what I'm saying? So maybe with some guidance, he can build that up. But in in ring, yeah, man, he got it. But Batista was lucky to have evolution. This is true. This is very very true. And there is no evolution in AEW. No, not you count Jared Trump. <laughs> Yo, to bring it back to uh Santana Ortiz real quick. Yeah, I'm about uh about to be in the Bronx looking for Santana on the bus. So <laughs> always taking selfies on the bus. You know, like how nobody even trying to like talk to this nigga. Like oh, no AEW fans on the bus in the Bronx. Word, son. I guess not. <laughs> Every time I see that nigga on the bus, I'm like, yo. 
how this nigga take his selfies on the bus ain't nobody trying to talk to this dude or maybe you know maybe they do and he just doesn't even promote it like you know like maybe he's a dick and he's like yo don't fucking talk to me i'm a star bitch nah nah i don't think he like that you know he got it he don't need to be taking a bus but he he still be on his bus shit like on the train and shit like humble shit I, I was actually um, listening to the the podcast with um, Santana Ortiz on Jericho's podcast, and he was talking about how you know, like he's he's a wrestler in the game as well that suffers from mental illness. Like he has, you know, his mental health sometimes is not all there. Like sometimes he just be wanting to quit. He's he has his moments, you know, the other shit. And like you know, Ortiz is that dude that like keeps him kind of level. You know what I'm saying? He says he, you know, his his. His family, Ortiz, like that, that, that keeps him level. Especially right, like right. you know, he had a, he had a really crazy loss this year with the loss yeah, of his father. So I'm pretty sure that that's another thing that kind of like you know, sitting on him heavy. But you know, like may, maybe he's just like he's just an introvert. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just a person that just sticks to himself, and he just looks like a regular dude on that on that bus, bro. Nobody, oh, nah, yeah, I love it, bro. Like. This man humble and yeah, I seen when his pops passed. Like that shit had me in tears because I, you know, my pops passed and all that. So I definitely related that. And those posts that he was putting up, like, it really resonated with me, and it was fucked up. Yeah, I feel you, B. So this, but uh, another person who's uh, you know, suffering from some. Uh, I don't even know how to say it, like in the in the in the right way, but uh, Kylie Ray she retired, you know, due to uh, what they what they would call like mental health issues. You know what I mean? And she's not the first and won't be the last superstar to suffer from this. And were they specific as I'm to what kind of mental? Oh, okay, okay. What were you saying? What were they specific as to what type of mental health issues it was? Uh, she just says she's not right. Like right now, she's not right at the moment mentally. So she needs to take a break from wrestling, and she says she's taking a break from social media. And you know, she apologized to everybody that got charged for the month on her Patreon and all those other shit. She's like, as soon as she gets back, you know, like you know, she's gonna do whatever she can to make up for it. But like, she she can't do anything. She doesn't want to be involved with anything right now. She's just trying to get herself herself right at the moment. Mm. Well, shout out to her, man. Yeah. She recognized it, you know, and realized that she was, she was going through it. She was fucked up for her before anything happened. Like, you know, what I mean, we just had another some UK dude, a bunch of people putting posts up about it. Like, it just took his own life, kind of, because of the same shit. And like, like you said, she's not the first. She's not gonna be the last. But it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you you kind of wonder like how many girls are dealing with this shit right now like not being able to travel the pandemic you know putting a dent in your in your pocket and just your whole lifestyle changing and just all that crazy shit i mean everybody's going through that but specifically like wrestlers because they live on state to state country to country like moving around and all that other shit kind of like to be stymied and be stuck in the same place it probably like just got to to a point where it's I can't do it, you know what I mean? Yo, she was doing her thing on Impact. She was about to win that title the way they was building her up. You can see it, like, she was going to get that W. And for her to just, you know what I'm saying, like, 
drop that and be like, yo, I can't, I can't do it. That just shows like whatever's going on is serious. So I just hope she gets it. Right. What, what, what do you think is like the main cause, like for for so many, so many of these talents, so many of these athletes to start, you know, start suffering from these, you know, like from from their mental health. Like what, what do you think is draining them? I mean, wrestling itself. I mean, all the bumps to the head, all the bumps, period. Shaking your brain all those times. That's why we see a lot of mental health issues in just any type of contact sport or any type of physical sport, you know, where you're fucking putting your body, you're basically having mini car crashes 20 times in a ring and shit. Yep. Like, that shit takes a toll on you. I mean, look what happened with Benoit and you know, like other wrestlers, you know, it's fucked up. I think that's that's a part of it. And then, as Bing said, I think the pandemic, like a lot of people are going through, like different shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like spending a lot of time at home, you know, not being active, not being around people that you would normally be around. Like that shit takes a toll on you. Yeah. Who, yeah. Else, who else knows what else she's going through? Yeah, and like you know, I was also thinking like it could also be the the competition too, because in in pro wrestling, like every every time from from back from back when to now, we'll say like it's you know it's a it's a competition with what with anything and whatever. Everybody's trying to one up everybody. Like there's nobody that that you could really talk to. You know, I I was listening to Rusev as well on um. On uh, Busted Open Radio and on Talk is Jericho too. He was talking about how, you know, he thought he had people he could talk to every once in a while when he had like, you know, had to voice his displeasure about something or he thought like he had an idea or something. And next day, shit gets put into the dirt sheets. Next day, you know, the the ups, the up, you know, anybody that that, that has some type of pull within the company heard about what he was saying and then the shit made him look bad. You know what I'm saying? Like. I feel like that that also like that 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 just aggressive competition within that system like I feel like sometimes can actually get to a person's head too. And it's just it's just a lot of things here and there and I think with just like any sport like mental toughness is like the number one thing. Right, cuz this is not the first time that she's quit. No, with AEW. Kind of the yeah. same the same situation. And then she went to NWA. She did her thing with, on a on a smaller scale. And it's like when she was on the bigger stage, the bigger spotlight was on her. She just like, she couldn't handle it because yo, they were gonna push her and her and Britt Baker were supposed to be the two main baby faces in AEW. And like yo, she she quit even before they even had a chance to start doing the AEW. Like so it just goes to show you been dealing with this. Whatever's going on with her. This shit just didn't just happen. It's been going on for a while. But, yeah, I just hope, you know, she takes care of herself, bro, and, like, doesn't, like, you know what I mean? Doesn't hurt herself and gets herself. And then she comes back, you know what I mean? I mean, I hope, let's hope for the best, you know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully everything works out for her. But, uh, yeah, man, um, it's kind of it's kind of whack to segue into something else after that. It was kind of sad. But... I see what I call something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, 
last Friday on SmackDown, we see Jay Uso join Roman Reigns in the in the circle. He joined them at the table with the Roman being at the head of the table. Yo, he joined the tribe. This shit. I love this shit because everybody was looking for his brother to turn his back on him. Everybody was looking for that part of the story to, you know, to come to come up up close and personal with us. I loved it. I love the fact that it didn't go that way. That Jay just joined them and he's like, yo, I understand now. Like, I understand what's going on. Him saying all that shit while he's beating the shit out of Daniel Bryan. It's just a 180 from the beginning of the show. Beginning Bro. of the show. He couldn't even look at Roman because he hated him so much. Couldn't even look at the nigga, bro. This shit was beautiful television. Bro, yeah. let's not overstate the fact that Jay Uso pinned Daniel fucking Bryan clean in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, with his finisher, and then beat the living shit out of him. Yep. And, put him, and splashed him through the fucking table. Like, is that setting up Roman and Daniel for the future? I think so. I think that's, that's going to set up great. I think that's going to set up another match between them because, you know, Roman is in a great spot right now. Roman is in a spot where there's multiple big-name talent that he already has a history with that could come back to him as challengers on the way to WrestleMania. So everything looks fresh and nothing looks, you know, old and stale. Bullshit, right. Exactly. Last time he faced Daniel Bryan, I think, was like in 2014 at Fastlane. And that was like the come the, the coming the coming out party for Roman Reigns. Everybody didn't want, want to see Roman Reigns win. And Daniel Bryan was trying to help him get over at that moment. You know what I'm saying? So now Daniel Bryan could get a title. So you saw what he did with the Fiend last year at Royal Rumble. Maybe right. we'll get the same type, not you know, not get not get a strap match, but you know, get some type of physical match between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns for um for okay. year coming. Because they right. they got they got all these plans coming in. They want to see people there for the for the rumble. They want to have fans in attendance. So why not have that and have a big match as you, what you can have with Roman and Daniel Bryan? But that's smart. That's smart to do that. To have that down the pipeline with the way you're coming off the previous pay per view and then going into the way Survivor Series is shaping out. How it's going to be the Raw versus SmackDown champions. Yeah, and yo, that right there itself for Roman to have a match with Randy, who just won his 14 championship, and yo, have Roman fucking beat him too. Mm-hmm. Have Roman beat him. Have Roman beat whoever he faces at TLC, but let it be Daniel Bryan, and maybe they have the rematch at Royal Rumble to set that up, and then whoever wins the Rumble can that's they can start their program with, with fucking Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like, but have him dominate all the way. Like, yeah, but the niggas have to dominate, bro. They have to dominate. No, like, I think oh, that's what's gonna happen. Definitely, like super dominate. Word, last you know, I don't. Word, bro. But I like the fact that they have the fiend in there in some in some way somehow. At least with with Randy Orton, because it could be the fiend that costs Orton the match, so that Orton doesn't look weak, weak. losing the reins after just winning the WWE title. And they're definitely setting up Drew versus Fiend versus Randy for TLC or possibly for Royal Rumble. That's definitely, you can see that it's going that in that direction, which I think it's ill because that gives Randy 
a fresher a fresh opponent to bounce off of Drew, even though he's been working with Drew pretty much half the year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now working with the Fiend, this is new, even though they've done this before, but it was just Bray Wyatt against Randy Orton. It wasn't the Fiend. And like so those Firefly fun houses that they've been doing since he went over to Raw and he started stalking Randy, like all the tidbits and all the shit from that previous feud that they did and how Randy infiltrated and got their trust and all that bullshit, like that shit is gonna be ill. I think I think the Fiend is gonna get another title run off of beating Randy. I think mm-hmm. that man, I don't know if it's gonna happen at TLC, but maybe at the Royal Rumble. I think he's gonna get that chance back. Awesome shit. He gotta get that W back from from Oregon. He has yeah, to. I, and I feel like that's what they're working with with the Fiend. Like right. that he's gonna get all of the uh pun intended retribution <laughs> for uh for bray wyatt itself Ali. yeah because uh, as you can see you know he got he got that he got that win back against john cena right and i feel like this is why when i first when i first seen that series of numbers like 11 19 19 11 and everybody talking about it being so synonymous with the Undertaker, like he—that's another one he needs to get his fucking win back on. He needs to get the win back from the Undertaker, from that WrestleMania. At the, what was it? WrestleMania 31. 31, yeah, the one, the one in San Francisco. Yeah, so he needs Ooh, to get Undertaker versus the Fiend. He needs to get that win back. You know what I'm saying? He does. And, if, if Undertaker is the type of person he says he is, you know, he's there for the business to uplift the business at any possible given time. Why not leave the way the veterans are supposed to leave? You leave taking the taking the L, bro, and putting somebody over. Nobody better than The Fiend for that one. You know what I'm saying? Word so, and ima- like, <clears throat> imagine them doing it not... Because, you know, it's, they're talking about those numbers mean they're talking about Survivor Series and 30 years and all that shit and how Survivor Series, a lot of it is going to be built around that 30 years of Undertaker uh, on top of all the Raw versus SmackDown shit. Like, what if that's where they set the match up and it's later on? Yeah. And they, let's say The Fiend takes the title from Randy at TLC. What if they have it Undertaker versus Fiend at the Royal Rumble? You know what I mean? And have The Fiend get that win back as being the champion, you know what I mean? Like you want to build the match, back I up. Think, I just think the match between those two doesn't need a belt. They don't need a belt for that. They could hold that match. They could hold a Randy Fiend match for for Mania. You know what I'm saying? Or even, you know, just just somewhere down the line. But I just feel that whoever wins the Rumble is going for the WWE Championship because Roman. I mean, the way this story is looking is. It's looking how everybody's seeing it. Somehow, some way, The Rock has to be in this story. You know what I'm saying? As as the grandson of the High Chief. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, listen, you're calling yourself the Chief, but you ain't you ain't it, homie. Like, slow down, slow your fucking roll. Wow. Shut your fucking mouth. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But, but is it worth it for The Rock? You know what I'm saying? Last time he was in the ring, eight years ago. He's close to 50 now. And all the money he's making in Hollywood. Yo, Hollywood was very upset when he got into that ring with Cena at WrestleMania 29 because he ended up, yo, he ended up coming out of there fucked up, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. 
Harden brought and he was all fucked up. I'm saying <clears throat> he, yo, he fucking tore. Hold on, he tore his abdominal, uh, the abductor muscle, and suffered a hernia. Oh shit, nigga, does, does he have time though right now? That's to, the thing too. With the movies that he's filming, like he's filming some crazy ass, like um, getaway robbery flick that he, some shit he's some original shit. And he's doing Black Adam, and them, you know them, them um, comic book movies take mad long to film, bro. Like, I don't know if he he could even fit getting ready for Mania, building building it up, and having the match with everything he got going on. Like, if he does do it, bro, he's that nigga's. You know, I wouldn't put it past him to do it. If anybody could do it, it would be him. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like you said, is it worth it for him? Like. To come in, build it up, take the L, and then never wrestle again. I mean, I get it. Why not? He could still go. I can't. He could I, still go. You know, well, that's like like not said, bro. He hasn't been in the ring in eight years. Like, that's a long time. So I don't know. Like, I'm not. Nigga, if Rick Flair can go, if Hogan could go, The Rock could go. Them niggas can't go right now. <laughs> Niggas can't go around. No, but at that age they were they were going. At that age they were going, yeah. Nigga. I would love to see Rock versus Roman, but I'm just saying, like, can they do it and give it the proper attention that it would need? You know what I mean? Like that would be the ideal thing for Roman to have that match and that moment and that win. Like that would solidify the shit out of him. And like the more people talk about it and the more noise is made about it, it's kind of like Putting it out there like, yo, if you don't get this, it might not solidify what you're doing right now. You know what I mean? So what what position does that put him in at the end of the day? Also, yeah, but also it it doesn't have to be mania. Right, it doesn't have to be mania. It needs to be Rocky. They have to do one of the one of the pay-per-views that he's synonymous with. I mean, yeah, he he's he's headlined WrestleMania a couple of times, of course. Like any other big superstar, but one pay-per-view that he's like he coincides with is SummerSlam. Right. Well, I was gonna say Survivor Series, but no, nah, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like he's had some really big moments at SummerSlams, had some really big matches. So, I mean, this is something they could work towards. I feel like they could work towards because I wouldn't want to see Brock Lesnar come back for a match against Roman. I don't think Brock's coming back for a while, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just I think he's chilling right now. Yeah, he's out here looking like a goat. Right. Yo, you see, you seen Brock's daughter? Yeah. <laughs> girl Brolic. I'm gonna look just like him. Yep. Yo, bro, like split image, Lady Brock. Like she looks like Lady Brienne from Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> 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 Not Lady Brienne. I mean the knight. She's the knight. Oh my god. Sir. But you know, there's a lot of things that, that could go well in that story, and I'm just hoping that it just keeps it keeps delivering because everything they're doing is being being done to a T. And side note, I didn't even know until I read this. Triple H has played a big role backstage. Um, handling SmackDown, writing SmackDown, and all that. 
And as you can see, SmackDown the last couple of weeks have been fire. You know what I'm saying? SmackDown the last couple. I mean, Raw Raw's hit or miss all the time, and most of the time it's been a miss. You know what I'm saying? So, but like the past two months, maybe straight, like they haven't had really a bad or weak show. And then now with the draft, with the new people that they got, <clears throat> SmackDown's been lit, bro. And they, they're very consistent with the main storyline being the main storyline. It either opens the show or that shit definitely closes the show. Like, and they give that shit its time. And yo, them niggas have been killing it. Everything that they've done, like. <clears throat> Like you were saying, bro, Triple H being there now and having a bigger role on SmackDown, you can definitely tell there's been a shift from when right before he was there to when he got there. Like you can just see it. Like from one week to the next, it was like, oh shit. And it's been like that ever since. So it's fucking it's dope that he's having a bigger role on SmackDown. It's like that just kind of gives you an insight maybe into the future, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, hopefully. Hopefully they let him stage and I mean, shit, man. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about Raw sometimes. <clears throat> you don't know what to say. Raw be crazy sometimes, bro. It be like, what the fuck is going on here, B? What are these niggas doing right now? Like, you know, I seen homie come out. What's his name? Uh, Tucker. And Tucker didn't even have music. He didn't have music. It looked like they gave him... Uh, like some some shit from a from a story. And they got, and they got, and he got like storage Hammer. gear on, bro. And they got MC Hammer pants with a sticker of his name on his ass. Oh, like how? And they had the same was... theme music as Bad News Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even have theme music. That was the worst part. They could have just gave him Bad News Brown's theme music. Nah, Bad News Brown didn't have theme music. That's why I said that. Yo, my nigga, something. I, at least let him come out to some. Brooks, something. Give that little nigga something, bro. And then you notice <clears throat> Otis wasn't on SmackDown. And he's supposed to be on SmackDown now. I don't know what's going on with that shit, bro. Oh, Otis has lost all steam. He's lost all steam. He doesn't have the briefcase anymore. Uh, Miz got that now. And it's just, it doesn't look good, B. It doesn't look good. He, uh, and then Tucker loses to Ricochet in like three, not even three minutes. I don't even think it was a three-minute match. Yo, but he, <laughs> yo, his gear was so bad, son. Not only do you lose, but you lose to somebody who's been, not even been winning on Raw either. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Dude, yo, it was about- great to see Ricochet get a win. What about Retribution, though, coming out, beating up Tucker, and then kind of beating up Ricochet, but more like trying to make him open his eyes, like, yo, wake up, you know what I mean, you've been done dirty. Like, the whole premise of that shit, <clears throat> like, Ali broke it down, you know what I mean, like, he was like, yo, all of us on in this group have all been done wrong, have all had the the rug pulled out from under us for no reason and then another person been put in our position he talked about him getting hurt and Kofi taking the spot and it's like if you listen to the interview in the beginning of the interview he's himself 
He's Ali, Aldin, the real name. And as the interview goes on, very subtly, he starts going into character little by little to the point, like, the last 20 minutes, he's completely in the Retribution leader character, like, how he breaks it down about that Jacoby getting choked out, Keith Lee watching him get choked out, Keith Lee gets called up, how Shane Thorne and the other Australian dude were a tag team with MVP, and the MVP just dumped them and started hanging out with Lashley, started hanging out with Shelton Benjamin, fucking the Dio Madden dude, how he was on commentary doing his thing, he gets f would through the table, nobody hears from him again. Yeah. Um, and then the home shorty, she was doing her thing, she challenged for the title, she lost, and then they kind of roll her off TV. So that's kind of like the premise of, yo, we've all, we're all good. We've all had spots to show that we're good. And then this happens and poof, we're just forgotten. You know what I mean? So that's why they wear the masks. That's why they fucking dress the way they dress. Because it's like, what's the point of putting on the costume you gave me if you're not going to give me the shot? I'm going to put on what I want. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going after anybody that has done wrong to anybody else in the WWE, even if you think you were doing good at the time, you still did somebody wrong. That's the whole premise of the Retribution name. Like, Retribution is going to find you no matter what you do. And whatever sin you do, we're going to find you and we're going to make you pay for it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like, kind of understood why the people were put together and it does make sense. But for him to break it down like that, I was like, oh, all right. So they've not even had, they haven't really scratched the surface of what they're trying to do with this. Like, they're just now going to start opening it up. And yeah, they've taken some losses and whatever the case may be, but it kind of feels like it doesn't matter if they win or lose because their whole purpose is to cause chaos and to cause issues and to cause problems. Like, I think they'll win when they need to, but right now it doesn't matter. You feel me? So after listening to that, I'm like, I I'm I'm interested again. I want to give this shit time. I want to let it breathe, and let's see what they do with this in the next couple of weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like some, but something big does have to happen. They have to do something. You know what I mean? They gotta hurt somebody. They gotta really do something to kind of reestablish themselves on TV. Explaining it like that is one way, but now you gotta fucking do it. You gotta show something because. Niggas don't want to hear you talk. Like, yo, the interview was good, but... Bro, I don't even want to hear... I don't even want to, like, deal with it no more, to be honest with you. You don't? You done I'm with it? I deal with that shit. I'm done, B. I'm done. Like, I... Trust me. I, I love... I love Ali as a talent, but just... Just seeing them now, like, I feel like turning... the Changing the channel when I see them on TV. Like, mm-hmm. I... I just don't give it... I just don't give it any time anymore, bro. Nah. Why, though? What do you think, boys? What? What are we saying? Nah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering why Knotts is so done with retribution. I I'm done, bro. Like, I there there was certain points where I was like, nah, we gotta wait. We gotta wait and see how this goes. Let's wait and see how it goes. You know, we still don't know who's leading the group. We still don't know what's going on. Then, for me, what what really like killed it for me is that all right, we get the leader of the group, right? Two weeks later, they come back on TV all together, and then they come back to an L. Not even only an L, but the Fiend busts everybody's ass by himself. Like, whatever, to me, whatever aura that group had, whatever toughness that, that it looked like that group had, that shit is gone, bro. Like, you stay catching L's to the Hurt Business, the Fiend 
busted all y'all asses dolo with fucking Alexa Bliss laughing on the corner. Like, yo, it's to me, it's a, it's done. It's a done deal, B. Like, you guys are just another group of guys there. That's it. No, I mean, I hear you with all that shit. And I, and I felt that at the time, too. But I don't know. I guess hearing him explain it the way that he explained it and kind of, like, looking at the talent that they have and how good all of those guys are. I mean, except for the Dio Madden dude, because he's mad new. But the rest of them are all established. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still yeah. feel like they can make noise. I still feel like they can do something with them. You know what I mean? Yo, Ali, Ali and Retribution is... Fucking too cold Scorpio in the job squad, bro. Oh. <laughs> wow. Ah. Ah, yes. Oh. Yes. 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 That's a bad faction, bro. That's, bro. that's a nasty faction. <laughs> that's, that's one step over the fucking the freaks fact, the freak faction. Uh, yo, Slapjack is Al Snow. Oh, man. Yo, dude, it's all there, B. It's all that there. The big show. <laughs> Jane Thorne is Ken Shamrock. There you go. No, and wasn't it Mankind Steve Blackman? Th- wasn't it Steve Blackman? Steve Blackman. No, it was, it was Mankind. Oh, no, wow. this is- no, the Job Squad. Oh, the Job Squad. Now, Job Squad was Al Snow, Tuco Scorpio, Steve Blackman, and I forgot the other person. Damn, I got them confused with the union. Another bad faction. Yeah, exactly. Union. Exactly, bro. <laughs> the union. <laughs> bro, watching, bro, nigga, watching them is like watching a, a, a Hillbilly Jim versus Bad News Brown segment, my nigga. Like, oh, <laughs> it is nasty out here. Yo, I was watching Undertaker versus Ultimate Warrior, the body bag match from MSG. Oh, my God. Like I'm, you know, I mean, you know how the wrestling was back then. I'm watching yeah. it. Like, man, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this as a kid. This shit is horrible. Like, horrible. Ultimate Warriors suck. But not just like, like I feel, I feel, I feel you on the point of yeah, they come off as corny and they come off as you know losers, but. I don't think they need to win right now. I think when they when they need to win a match, they're gonna win a big match, and it's gonna be like, oh shit. I don't know. I just feel like they still got leg B. There's still legs still with this. It's not over yet. No, no, no. They're not doing too good, but it's not over yet. You got let them, you know. Let's let them rock at least for Ali's sake, because Ali's really good. So. Yeah, too cold, Scorpio kid, and the job squad. But anyways, Weba. Uh, yo, we might get the return of Ronda Rousey soon. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Why are you saying that? What's going on with her? What's she talking about? Well, supposedly she's uh, training to, to get back to get back into the ring. And she's not the only one training. Supposedly her husband as well. Oh, God. But my thing is, her, her contract is almost up. She was only signed for three years. She... She, you know, she was there for the first year of the contract. The second year, she wasn't there at all. Third year is coming. And I feel like there's really no place for it. Even though the main roster is kind of, you know, kind of weak when it comes to their main division, whether it be on Raw or SmackDown. But I just feel like there's really no place for her there. 
the only person I would I, I could think of right now that's not injured or not on leave that would make sense for her to beef with is Nia Jax. Because earlier this year when Ronda Rousey went on Steve O's podcast talking about her time in WWE, she was talking mad shit about about the females in WWE and also about the fans. So they could work their way into that. And the only one that really was vocal about Ronda Rousey and everything she was talking about was Nia Jax. Like Nia Jax was basically saying, next, you know, when you come back over, I'm gonna bust your ass. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Nia's the only one that makes sense because Nia's like right now probably the biggest female star they have without Charlotte and without Becky being there. And I mean, yeah, people know who Sasha is and Bailey are, but I mean, you know, Charlotte and Becky and Ronda are on a different tier than Bailey and Sasha. It's, just, it's obvious that it, that's the way that they've been booked. Yeah. I feel you on the fact that she don't really got nobody to work with. So who's she going to come back and beef with? And then she comes back off all that shit she talked. She's going to be a heel. They're going to boo her. Like, So what baby face can she honestly work with? Or who? what talent can she work with where she can keep her heat, you know what I'm saying, and, and keep being a heel? Like, Honestly, she came in, she did her thing, you know what I'm saying? She boosted up the women's division, and she left. And, yo, to me, she don't need to come back. Go back to MMA or fucking, I don't know, go to AEW or do something else. But I don't think WWE needs her. I'm going to keep it real. I don't think they do. I don't think so either. If she's coming back to the ring, I mean, WWE could just leave her there. Like, you know, she already basically played out her contract, so it's... Nothing, nothing else. All the top girls. Who's she gonna run through now? All the new girls. Like, who, who's that gonna benefit? And nope. then for what? To get to where? Like, who are you gonna challenge? You gonna you want Oscar? All right, I can see that. But they're not gonna have Oscar win. They're gonna put Ronda over. So it's just yeah. like you're gonna sacrifice another one of your talents to someone that's only gonna be there for one more year. Like, fuck that. Don't even bring her back. Send her to NXT or. I don't know. Just fuck that. She don't need to come back. Fuck off. <laughs> go make movies. I agree. She's yeah. already washed, though. Not for nothing. She's not going to go back to fucking UFC. Nah, yeah. she can't go back to UFC. For what? To get knocked down 42 get washed again. Fuck out of here. Eat a dick. <laughs> All right. That's the way to get off that segment. Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> she could start with mine, though. Alrighty then. Where? <laughs> you ever heard of a triangle choke, bitch? Oh my god! Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, as of November first, all talent in WWE is banned from using third-party sites such as Twitch. DK, all talent. <laughs> yeah, DK, because they said that um, the talent in NXT are the only ones that haven't been banned from using it. But it could also it could also do towards the pay scale, you know, like they're getting paid far less than the than the people on the main roster, and a lot of you know a lot of fans and just people in general were like very disgruntled about WWE saying all that shit, you know, during their third quarter meetings. During their third quarter meetings as well, they talked about how they're gonna be basically losing money in the next quarter. In the fourth quarter, they're gonna have losses. And those losses are due to them uh, using the Thunderdome. They said the Thunderdome takes up 
it costs like about anywhere from twenty five to twenty seven million dollars just for the month that yeah. they're spending on having on having that that whole that whole network with the LED and all the other stuff. It that's how much it costs for the setup. So that them not having um, live shows and getting money off of that, you know, the merch being sold at live shows and all this other stuff they do, the ticket sales, that that's another loss for them. And this loss also goes and coincides with like their gains from the fourth quarter of last year when they signed those big contracts with NBC and Fox to have, you know, that that I think it was like a two billion dollar or one billion dollar contract with Fox and then. It was like a six hundred million dollar contract with NBC, right. so that put them over. They didn't have any Saudi shows either this uh, for this quarter. They didn't have no Saudi shows because of you know the pandemic. And you know people were like, "Yo, but see, like these people are home all the time," because now with the pandemic, they're they're only doing one show a week. So the talent is either working one, maybe two days. A week sometimes when the pay-per-view is that week but also wwe probably seen that they have another avenue of income and they're not only trying to like you know have us be content with with the product they have investors that they they that they're worried about how they're looking at it if they can't show them a profit how are they supposed to you know keep those investors to keep investing into the into the brand you know, so what do you guys think? Sounds like a fucking WWE problem to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be real, bro, I don't know, man. Like Vince, he got over during this whole pandemic. Like they definitely was getting their earnings past couple quarters like if they if they're gonna lose now like whatever who cares is that gonna affect the product you think i don't think so i but i think it's gonna it's gonna affect it later on down the line because if the if the talent seen that they can't use these third-party sites to gain a little more income while they're home and all this other stuff and they're not doing much because they're not being used on the shows and they're not oh nah, nah, my bad i was speaking to the losses that WWE was getting, you know, on the upcoming quarter. Yeah. I mean, them not being able to use these sites, bro, that just, I mean, what do you want? Like, they work for a company, and it's all about image. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the conversations that happen on these third-party sites are too real, and they're too honest, and it affects the company. Maybe WWE sees it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Too much free speech from their employees affecting their company. I mean, yo, not for nothing. It gives too much insight, too. Like, I don't know. I guess I feel them in a way. I mean, I could understand from both sides, but I feel like certain talent, without a doubt, when they signed those bigger contracts at the end of last year, definitely got bigger downside guarantees than so another talent, right? Some of these guys that are on this Twitch and all this shit, like, they're some of those top guys. So it's like, I don't feel bad for those dudes because they making million, one point something, two point something a year. And them niggas get paid, I think it's bi-monthly or however the fuck it works with 
big corporations when they pay you mad bread. It's not every two weeks. It's some other shit. I think it's once a month or whatever. Whatever it is, some niggas are getting good bread, right? Like, the guys that are under that, though, that did not sign those big downside guarantees that just got a little bit of a raise, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're taking 30 racks a month away from somebody, like, yo, come on, son. Let's figure this out. Because now you on TV... I'm not doing anything. You barely call me to the building. I'm always ready to go, and I'm not really being used. Like, and this is a way to, you know, keep the money, keep my lifestyle the way it is. When I'm, when you are using me, and I am getting paid more because I'm on TV. Like, but who are you speaking to? Who are you speaking to at that? You know, when you say this, because like, like somebody like AJ is definitely someone that signed a higher downside guarantee than uh, as opposed to somebody like. A uh, fucking um, damn. What's homeboy's name? The model dude, the one that be with Fandango with Tyler, like a Tyler Breeze type. Yeah, guy. yeah. Tyler Breeze is not signing the same contract as AJ Styles. Oh. But Tyler Breeze got a big fucking following on Twitch, to where just based off his following and the way the tiers are set up, he's making around like twenty racks a month, some shit like that, off of that shit. Yeah, but NXT talent could keep using it. I. So right now, so far. Alright, so somebody like fuck. I mean, he's not there no more. But Rusev too. When Rusev was there, he was make he was making like fifty racks a month off that shit. I mean, yeah, he's gone now. But that's somebody that would have been affected. That's not a top person that didn't sign the top contract. Yo, you're taking this off my plate. Paige, all right. Paige is not on TV, but she signed to a, a Raw, whatever Raw, SmackDown, whatever show it is, like. She's a signed talent. And it's like, I'm not on TV. <laughs> the show that I was on got canceled. You don't use me for anything. How are you going to stop me from making money on the side? Like, I get it from that point. But then also true to the fact that the conversations and some of the dialogue and some of the things that go on in these chats can be a little bit too much and can paint the WWE in a certain light. I'm not saying the talent that's using it is saying or engaging in these conversations, but if the shit that be in the thread, like, that's what they looking at. What are these people talking about in here? Are they wilding? Are they using sexual shit? Are they cursing? Are they being racist? Like, what's going on in this? Because you're doing, you're playing your game, but these niggas is in here wilding. Like, your name's attached to that, and then your name's attached to us. We can't have that bullshit. So I get that point, but it's like, Maybe work with these niggas, bro. See what's going on. Filter through their shit. Maybe have it an age limit or something. Or if they're going to do a WWE Twitch site, are they going to have tears? Are they going to have per- people's channels on their shit? Maybe that's what they're going to do. You know what I mean? But for them to just take it away, just fuck it. I'm, we're, we're taking it away wow. from Like, damn, bro. From what from what is being like said is that there's um there's a new guy working, working with the WWE right now, I think his name is Nick Khan or something like that. What he's trying to do is have all of the talent off of it, right? And have these third-party sites basically go to WWE and contractually have their talent on their third-party sites. So basically, like, WWE, you know, just brokering, brokering the deals for the talent. So if they could get some bread off of that. Because like I was saying earlier, they have to please the investors. If they don't please the investors, they don't have nobody investing into the company. If right. nobody invests into the company, then none of these motherfuckers is going to get paid at the end of the day. 
You know, everybody could say that Vince has this this type of money, this much money. It shouldn't be about that. But hey, this is a publicly traded company. This is not a regular wrestling promotion. Right. This isn't the way. This isn't the attitude era time where exactly. you can push other shit. Niggas can do shit on the side, and it was I looking for quarterly earnings. Right. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, how are these people getting hot? They're getting hot through WWE. Exactly. They're building their they're building their fan base through WWE. So it's like it's they're using WWE's platform and then yep. they're going on the side and and you know doing their own thing. Like I get it. Obviously they're the ones putting in the work, but it's that WWE platform is getting them hot. Right. Obviously WWE's gonna wanna cut. Right. But also too, like they're the ones putting in the work and the promotion for these pages and sites, and they're the ones building it up too. So on that end of the spectrum, it's like, let's work together in a way. Like, yeah, all right, you own our names and you own our likeness. And even if you fucking do 60, 40, 70, 30, let these niggas earn something off of that. Yeah, you but know? remember, th- that's not their names. Those are names given to them. Those are character right. names. So I'm saying that <laughs> owns, you own our likeness. All right. But I'm not on here as whatever. I'm this, but like fucking Xavier Woods, he's Austin, he's him on his shit. Uh, that's a different story but i feel you what you mean that people wouldn't follow that word like what you were saying people wouldn't be following these pages if they didn't know them through who they were and the characters they played in wwe so the shit just goes hand to hand but i feel like yo everything's digital bro everybody's making money digitally now so let's figure it out so we all can make some bread you know what I mean? Like, and I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's exactly what's gonna happen. WWE's gonna figure out a way to hit up, you know, Twitch, Cameo, and all this, and be like, "Yo, listen, yeah, you guys can still use the time. My talent can still be here, but this is how it's gonna be." Nigga, you can. I can see them making a WWE Twitch channel, whatever that shit is, having that shit have a million fucking tears to that shit. Maybe doing a one-off show on Twitch, you know, exclusively through Twitch, like a pay-per-view type shit, have these niggas that are on there, that are doing their thing, all the top channels, have them under the WWE banner, and these niggas all can get some bread, and they can build off that Twitch shit, because that's really, like, the only thing they haven't touched on, because, yo, TNA's run shows on Twitch, ROH has run shows through Twitch, like, they yeah. use the platform, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. got positive results, so... For WWE to come in with their digital team and how they shit work, just look at how the network has been built. That would be ill for them to be on Twitch and everybody to make some some dough. You know what I mean? Or are they gonna make the yeah, game? but are you gonna li- are you gonna listen to the Kevin Steen Twitch? I mean, I'm not a- <laughs> that shit. I'm not a gamer, so that's not me. That's not no. But do you, do you know who Kevin Steen is? Of course, I know who Kevin Steen is. Oh my bad, I didn't know. Is Woodrow's favorite wrestler? Word. Stone Cold Stun Your Mama. <laughs> well, you see, I didn't know that was his real name. If I seen the Kevin Steen Twitch, I'd be like, I don't know the fuck Kevin Steen. I'm not listening to that. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, it's that's actually Kevin Owens. Oh, I'm definitely not listening to that. <laughs> so, yo, you know what's bugged out to me? How he don't like Kevin Owens in WWE. But if you go and you watch like his Ring of Honor shit when he was only a heel, you'd be like, yo, this nigga's ill, son. This nigga's wild. He talks mad shit, and he backs it up, and he's mad violent, and, bro, and he wasn't doing no whack stunner back then. This nigga was 
Nah, and I guess that's the thing, bro. It's like seeing him do that stunner makes me dislike him. Like, I was was kind of fucking with him. But just that whole stunner run and calling it a stunner and looking so fucking out of shape doing the stunner, it's just like, uh, I I, I can't co-sign this shit. (laughs) He started doing it. Asked Austin for permission. Austin blessed him to, to do the move. He started doing it because he was doing a pop-up powerbomb, and he just felt like so many people got powerbomb finishers, he just wanted to switch it up. And probably, you know, you're a little older, you don't want to be lifting niggas up and doing all that move every night. Like, so, something a little easier, just drop on your butt, and boom, you're good to go. Nah, that's for sure. That's like when a catcher moves to first base. Right. And it's like, he doesn't really do it that way. Right? He doesn't do it well, so I feel you, but... He doesn't do it well at all. Nah, he don't. I can do a better stutter, nigga, on a on, on a pillow, like. But you know, whatever. It's all good. Kevin, oh, yeah, no, pill, bro. Fuck it. Oh man, such <laughs> dislikement for fucking Kevin Owens. Oh, shit. But uh, let's um, let's cross the street and see what's going on with AEW. As we know, um, they have they're having their their full gear show this Saturday, November seventh. And on on the card, we have the pre-show match between Serena Deeb and Allison Kay. We have uh, Woodrow's boy, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver in a singles match. Hey, yo, John Silver's like five feet tall, right? Yeah. Yo, my nigga seen him yesterday, and I'm like, Nah, son. That's how I would look in the ring. That's crazy. Who I'm wrestling? Let me let me get in the ring with the picture. <laughs> he's actually yeah. He, he's yeah. five. Yo, dude. He's your height. He's five four. And then he's built like a little mini tank, so he looks mad funny. Like, Bing, you're not five four, my nigga. Nah, yeah, I am, bro. Yeah, five four. I'm like I'm like five four, five five. Depends if I stretch and take a shit in the morning. You know? <laughs> I'd be 5'5 five, five on a good day. Yo, but you know John Silver. Very well, bro. I think you said Yeah, man. I've dropped some pounds, too, B. I'm about 30 pounds down from last year at this time, so. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I don't think who you, kid. You know John Silver's from New York, too. Yeah, I know. Bro, he's like, he's a fucking funny little character, like, in the ring. Like, he's bugged out, but just watching him lock up with Cody. And Cody's like 6'1", maybe. And I'm like, God damn, Cody's damn near bent over collar elbow tight in this nigga. Like, oh, <laughs> and I'm a little nigga. God damn. All right, my bad. Uh, we also got yeah, address address that man by his full name, yo, when you say Cody oh, Rose. My bad, Cody, Cody Rose. Rose. Cody Rose. <laughs> my bad. We uh we have Chris Jericho versus MJF. Yo. Uh MJF wins. He gets to join the inner circle. We have Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. <laughs> Build to this fucking match has been horrible. Yes. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to see Nyla Rose win again. <laughs> Shida needs to keep that title, and I don't even like her that much either. Like, bro, that division is trash. They're revisiting this match from last year. That's how bad the division is, and with no build and no for no reason other than she just came back from injury or whatever it was. Like I'm, I'm not gonna say what I wanted to say. I'm, I'm chill, but nah, like what the? F- Come on, get the fuck out of here, bro. 
Then we have Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in an elite deletion match. Ooh. Yeah. Well, he's out there. He's out there doing his best, Doc Hendricks, with uh, with Private Party. So, you already know. I don't like either one of them. <laughs> then we have John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston for the championship. Yo. We have FTR versus the Young Bucks for the tag team championship. We have Cody, aka Cody Rhodes, versus Darby Allen. <laughs> For the TNT Championship, and then we also have Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. The winner of this finals tournament gets to face the AEW World Champion. Car pretty full. Car looks alright. Listen, listen. Omega and Hangman, of course, Bucks and FTR. Definitely been dying to see that for a minute. But Eddie Kingston. Versus John Moxley is gonna be some crazy violent shit, yo. That promo on Wednesday, that shit was fire, fire, son, fire. And I've been saying this shit. They're gonna let Kingston have his moment. He's gonna take that title off Mox, bro. He's going to take the title off him. Yo, listen, I would love. I would love for Eddie Kingston to be on TV with a world championship belt. But their money match. And at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what AEW fan, what AEW would say later. I don't give a shit. They are looking at WWE and everything that they're doing. And that is their main competition and who they're trying to be at the end of the day. They could say that they're in here. To show sports and it's not entertainment. Bullshit. They're trying to fucking get John Moxley versus Kenny Omega 2 for that championship. And Eddie Kingston is just in the way. Nah. And I hate to say it like that. Yo, I like I said, I hate to say it like that. But at the end of the day, what match is gonna make money? Let's I, be honest. Wait, wait, hold on. I hear what you're saying. And yes, that's very obvious that they're doing that with Omega being a heel. I feel you on that. You can still have Kingston win. <clears throat> he can still win. He can lose it again back on Dynamite. But he, for him to, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a one week title run like they used to do back in the day. <laughs> no, no. For and the, for that character, just off the strength of how he is, he doesn't need the title. But to have it one time, and he's good off that. All he, him beating Mox establishes him in that company as a top fucking player. He don't have to hold it. They, he can win it right back, and they can still do Omega versus him. But he can be that nigga that's always around the title picture. Former AEW world champion. Defeated John Moxley, who was undefeated. Defeated John Moxley, who was his best friend. Like, took the title off the nigga that had him lost. PWI number one wrestler of the year. Lost his championship to this guy. This guy's always floating around. This guy's dangerous. At any given moment, he can challenge and take the title off anybody. That's what they need to do with him. They need to give him that fucking championship, even if it's for a week, even if it's from, from one pay-per-view to the next. He needs the title, bro. They need to take oh, it off my if and let him rebuild it again. Heat. They can get ready for Omega, because after Omega wins, turning heel. I just, I don't, yo, man, I, I wish, bro, like, I, like what I said in the beginning, I can only hope and wish to see Eddie Kingston see a Puerto Rican with that shit on TV, my nigga. But it ain't gonna happen. 
Yo, dude, they keep bringing in all these motherfuckers, bro. They bring in Lance Archer. Loses not only to fucking Moxley, but loses to fucking Cody as well. Bring in um, Brody Lee. That shit shocked the shit out of me that he beat Cody for the championship, but he ain't even have it for long. You know what I'm saying? You bring in Brian Cage, has a fucking bullshit-ass match with Moxley, loses to Moxley. Now like, he's, there you go. I, have you, have you even heard the nigga say a word? Yeah, they did an interview yesterday. Yeah, and, what, what, and what Brian Cage said? Did he say his name at least? Because I haven't heard even yeah. him speak. He said his name. He said his little catchphrase. But Taz is the one that's speaking. Ricky Starks is also another one that he talks. So he be talking. But Cage don't talk. He don't need to talk. He needs to just stand there and look brolic. And that's it. Yo, I just... But like, I, they're, they're I, talking I about the independent one and be number one contender and blah, blah, blah. All this bullshit. But fuck all that. And I don't... Kingston's winning. To be honest, man, I just I, I just feel that, you know, just like with WWE, when you want and feel that this person should win, it ain't going to happen, bro. And if it does, my nigga, the fucking internet's going to blow up. If Eddie Kingston wins, beats John Moxley, the internet's going to fucking blow up. Yo, what, what do you think, bro? Did you see that promo yesterday? I did. And not for nothing, I, I, I kind of agree with Knotts. I feel like it'll be cool for, for Kingston if he wins. But it'll be a better look for AEW if, if Moxley holds the title all the way to, to face Kenny Omega. It's not for nothing. Omega needs that shit. He needs to solidify himself and put himself in that fucking, in that picture, bro. And Not he needs to shine, my nigga. I agree with you 100%. He's been in the background and, and doing these half-ass Yeah, for too long, bro. It's time to see him, like, in that fucking spotlight for real, for real. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, two, with you two on that point. Absolutely, I agree with that. And the money match is Omega and Moxley. But that don't mean Moxie don't got he he can still lose it and win it back and they can still have that match. And that loss can be the thing Omega points to, like, you just lost that to him. You think you're gonna be me? Yeah, you got it back. But barely. Now you think you're gonna be me? To build this kill character that they're doing, because you see it every week, he's just coming out being more and more of an asshole, like. And yeah, that is the money match, and that match would be dope, but I just feel it in my fucking bones, bro. I just feel it. Like, they're going to give him his moment. Even if it's just from one pay-per-view to the next, he's going to win. He's going to take a lot for him to do it. He's going to cheat his ass off, and probably 10 people are going to have to get involved. But still, he's going he's gonna to take the title off him, even if it's just for, for one month or two months or whatever it is, but... Moxie and Omega is still going to be the main match for whatever. What would they push it to? I mean, All Out's too far out. What would it, what's the next paper? Uh, what's, what's that called? Revolution? And then what's the one after that? The fucking the video game one, right? That they do? Fighter Fest? Fighter Fest? Yeah. One of those, like, I, would say, I would say the Revolution paper because that would be a year that Moxley has the title. All right. I don't know, man. I just... I don't know, bro. I the only title I see... To be honest, like changing hands is the tag team championship because they can't have Cody not being able 
to go go for go for the world title and then also have the young bucks not being able going for the world tag titles like that shit makes no sense right, what the right. fuck are they doing it right i was t- i was talking i was talking to somebody about today to my boy i was like yo these niggas are going to win cuz how are you going to have two of your main acts not challenge for your world championships ever like they're going to change that eventually with cody cuz Something somehow, somewhere along the way, they're gonna do some shit, some legalese. He'll turn heel maybe or something. Like they'll figure it out for yeah. him to challenge for it. But for the Bucks to do it, and it's literally one year to the last pay per view where they had the same stipulation. Like, come on, bro, they can't do that. I think they are gonna win, and it's gonna be like they're either gonna cheat OD or it's gonna be by the skin of their teeth. But they gotta win. They cannot. They can't lose. That shit would be so stupid, bro. The one who I think we're gonna see cheating and and doing some real some real dickhead shit is gonna be Cody. I can see him doing some you think real. So? Dick- My nigga, you saw the last match that he had, um, the lumberjack match with uh with Orange Cassidy. Arnett Arn- Arn- Anderson yeah. punched Orange Cassidy in the face. Little sure. by little, bro. Little by little, man. That that little heelish. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, I just wanted to, I was going to say, my bad to cut you off real quick, but shout out to Cody Rhodes once again. <laughs> once again, put, putting another another wrestler in the fucking spotlight and, like, just building them up. Like, the way he spoke about your boy, Darby oh. Allen. Darby, yeah. Yo, bro, I think, like, I think after this, Darby Allen's gonna really like shoot up. I, I like I told you before, man. When AEW first came out, I was like, "Yo, I think he's gonna be the star. He's gonna be that young star of AEW, man." You know, it was crazy. They didn't really didn't know what they were gonna do with him as far as direction of character because he's dark, so he could have been a heel easy. But the fans just took to him so quick. He's such a fucking natural baby face with his move set. And, like, his fire and his comeback and all that shit, it just fits. Like, and, yeah, you did say it from jump. He's going to be the star when they first started AEW. And it's, like, it's now, finally, that he's getting a real big opportunity. And, like, yo. I think he's going to win. I, I can see Yeah, I can see him beating Cody. I think he's going to beat Cody. My bad. Cody Rhodes. I can see him beating Cody Rhodes. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to still call him Cody. But anyway, I think Cody. Bro, he I paid think, good money to get his name back, bro. Stardust. I think Stardust <laughs> is is Damn. gonna cheat to win, bro. Stardust is gonna cheat to win, man. <laughs> dashing Cody. That <laughs> the dashing Cody Rhodes. That was a great gimmick. With the fucking mustache and the, the mustache and the fucking the face mask. That bro, was great. That was good. That was great. I had to run. Yeah, that was good, bro. That was good work. Right up. Smackdown was bad at that time. He was holding it down. Right, shout out, shout out to Star, man. Stardust. <laughs> nah, I fucked uh, with Cody Rose, bro. Let me let me ask you guys this. Chris Jericho versus MJF. What are your thoughts going into that one? I think with the way they've been building this match and how Jericho's been acting on TV and how he's been acting on commentary, <clears throat> this is definitely going to be the time to turn Jericho babyface. And with all his bullshit outside of the ring, 
he might need it right now to turn babyface. Um, but I think MJF is gonna win, and you know what? I think the inner circle is gonna help him. Oh. Yeah. I think he's already gotten to Santana, and he might have he might have already gotten to Jake Hager too. I think the ones that are really resisting is Ortiz, Guevara, and obviously Jericho. But I think he already got to Santana, and I think that is gonna have Santana get into Ortiz's ear, get into Sammy Guevara's ear. Like maybe he promises some shit. Maybe he's gonna pay them more. You know what I mean? Like. Some shit like that. Jericho's old. Y'all niggas ain't old. Jericho this. Jericho's that. We're from New York. I'm from the island. You're from the Bronx and this. And, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Like all that type of shit. Like just a way to help him win and have him establish that group. Him be the new leader. Like the Rock and Farouk type shit. And fucking kick Jericho the fuck out. And have Jericho come back as a babyface. I mean, that, that would be that would be really good to see, but I just can't see MJF leading a pack like that. I don't know. I, can't I think it's it. look at Jericho and you look at MJF, a lot of similarities in attitude and personality as far as their character. Like, all right, Jericho's much more rock and roll and MJF's much more fucking Burberry and Gucci, but they still, there's a lot of similarities there. I think it could work. Those four young dudes. Him with Santana and Ortiz and Sammy Guevara, maybe fucking Jericho gets kicked out, Hager gets kicked out, them two stay together, whatever the case may be, and it's just those four young niggas, bro. That's a squad, son. That is a squad right there. Yo, you know who else is about his Burberry and Gucci? Uh, you know, or the collective, the Mysterio family. Oh, they're man. About, they're about all that fly shit. Yo, Mysterio be coming out <laughs> fucking $6,000 t-shirts, B. I'd be like, all right, you got money, bro. Relax now. Calm down. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This guy's over here, you know, hitting niggas with drop kicks or YSL sneakers and shit. He don't give a fuck. He's into the fans. I'm just buying another pair. I'm bringing that stadio. His daughter coming out head to tone Louis Vuitton and shit. Like, all right, no doubt. I see you. But now that we. She's nice, too. Shout to her. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yo, but now that we ran through the card, let's uh let's get your guys' takes on who you think is gonna win. So I'm pretty sure Hangman versus Omega. I'm going for Omega. I'm going for Omega too. Yeah, same here. Uh, Cody and Darby. Darby. Or Darby. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> FTR versus the Young Bucks. I'm going for the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. I'm low key. I'm low key boycotting this match. Why is that? Because they got a whack T-shirt out about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, bo- I'm low key. That's gonna be a smoke break. Ah, uh, that's the smoke break. You might miss it. You might miss a bang, a banger right there, bro. Yeah, man. That's is a, this is a long time in, in the making. Yeah, I know, but I don't give a fuck. Word, word. <laughs> Dream match over everything, right? Word. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit that he did, the Orange Cassidy and the Kanye joint, I was like, all right, bro, I see you. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty That's pretty dope right there. I like that shit. Uh, Moxley, Ali Kingston. You already know who I'm going for. Boricua! <laughs> Fucking go. Let's go, Kingston, son. 
Bye-bye. I'm going for the AEW Stone Cold. <laughs> Moxley, it is. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yo, Wood, smoke break? Nah, I'm going to go for Sammy. Alright. <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> Who you going for? Oh, man. Yo, be honest, I don't even care about the match, bro. I don't, I don't care for it. I really don't care for it. You know, and that, that's another, that's another conversation we need to have on the later episode. What is WWE right for ever letting anybody go as they left? So that's something we got, we got to talk about. We're gonna have to build on that. Um, yeah, mm. that's a good conversation to have. What up? Uh, so we got Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. I don't care. Smoke break. I'm going to take a shit when that match comes out. 100% smoke break. I'm going to take a shit. Oh, shit. MJF, Chris Jericho. I'm going MJF, B. MJF? Yeah, MJF needs that win. He just just took a a really, really big L to Moxley. So he needs that. He definitely needs that W. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel something big needs to happen, bro. Within that match? Something. Yeah, it's just something major. Just like a a whole fucking revelu just fucking happens and shit changes completely. Inner Circle is going to help MJF win and they're going to kick Jericho out. And the Inner Circle is going to be Santana and Ortiz, Sammy Guevara. MJF and probably Wardlow to replace fucking Jake Hager and there you go. Dumb five young studs, nigga. That is a group. That is an inner circle group. That is the group right there, bro. Awesome shit. Like, just look at that talent, what they've done in the past year since AW started. Like, they can take, they can completely rebuild rebuild Santana and Ortiz off this and Guevara too. Get that nigga away from Matt Hardy and like, yo, and maybe have him challenge for the TNT title or put these niggas in the tag team title fucking in the tag team title picture and have MJF haunt whoever the champion is. Like, bro, that can be an ill group. And let Jericho come back in like two, three months as a baby face and let that shit build up because, you know, he's going to get that that pop because he's Jericho. So Yeah. Well, not for nothing, just to add on to that, it'll be dope if MJF, like, can just break down, like, Ortiz and Santana, like, not being utilized properly. Right. Coming to to AEW and not being fucking put into the spotlight and shit. And then he's going to fucking make shit happen for them. Right. That's dope right bro. Like that. Let's fucking go. You heard? Fuck Jared Trump. Uh, So, after that, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Yeah, uh, come on, let's go orange. Even though, even though my five foot four brother, oh, <laughs> let's go orange Cassidy. That nigga be looking really <laughs> mad down there, bro. <laughs> right, son. Oh shit! All right, I, this match I really don't care about either. Uh, Serena D versus Allison K for the NWA Women's Title. I mean, I like I like when Sienna was in TNA. She was a good character. She's she's a good wrestler, but. She's kind of coming in off no build, and then Shorty just won that title. Like, she ain't losing that belt. And that belt looks horrible. Nine years old. Like, fuck what you doing? Sit down. And that belt looked horrible, bro. It should look like a prop from fucking, uh, from Party City and shit. NWA belts, the only belt that's nice is the world title, and I think their tag titles. Yo, the tag titles are fire. 
Yeah, but every other belt there is trash. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what's going what's going on, you know, with uh Full Gear. Hopefully it's a really good show this Saturday. Um How much is fifty? Yo, cincuenta dollars, my nigga. Nah, nigga, don't worry about that. I got you, you heard? Yo, you got the 50 for that? Nah, nah, 50, 50 what? Nigga, you be smoking a 50 watching it. Don't worry, you know, I'm going to hit your, you know, your DL thing. I'm about to go to the Jabba Tears event and watch that joint for free. Watch wrestling.kizom, you heard? It's lit. Oh, man. So now that we... A pay-per-view and I don't even know how long, bro. Like, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Up. Shout out to the network. Some shit. Word. Word. <laughs> Word. So, uh, what what you guys been listening to, man? Oh man, I'm still like, yo, stuck on that Benny man. Like that joint is just, it's crazy. But oh, that Flea Lord and Edo's dope. But that yo, that Busta Rhymes album though, and listen. Surprised the shit out of me. I haven't gotten all the way through it. I got about halfway, and I haven't skipped nothing. So I'm just like, all right, this is dope. He's this is dope. The sound, like what he's rapping about, like that that joint with with um with the the nation of Islam dude talking in the beginning. Yeah. That shit is crazy. That song, bro. Nation of Islam dude. <laughs> Guy's name Farrakhan, right? Farrakhan. My bad. Not for nothing, yo. It is a good album. Like, there's some yeah. joints on there. There's a joint called Oh No. Like, I don't know. It's 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 it has this like old school Buster kind of feel to it, where it's kind of like a fun. It's kind of a fun song. So yeah, actually, I actually like that album. There's a couple joints on there. The, the Master Fall Muhammad is a pretty dope song. Yeah. Um. The joint with um my boy, what's his name? The singer. Uh, oh, can't think of his name off top. Yeah. Yeah, that's my joint. That's my joint right there. So yeah, there's some joints on that. Yeah, yeah. I felt the vol joints are hard. Nah, yeah, this joints you definitely gotta skip. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten through the whole thing, so I haven't skipped nothing yet. Yeah, I like it though. All right, so I guess we're playing something off for the bus album. Yeah, that's cool. A bus. A bus, a bus. Not for nothing, though. I'm going to say one thing about bus. Um, Before the Drink Champs episode, I don't know if you guys got to, like, listen to that or watch that. Yeah, I'm not sitting down for four hours, bro. I got to watch that shit in pieces. That makes me wild. Yeah, I can't. I, I didn't watch it, but I definitely listened to it. And it was an amazing fucking episode, bro. I give it a bus. Like, I was somebody that definitely was not fucking with bus for a while. Yes, sir. After that whole incident with with his bodyguard getting bodied and shit at the video shoot, like, I felt a certain way about that. Um, But I'm going to say Buster kind of redeemed himself, spoke about it, spoke about certain things. So, I fucks with him, man. And not for nothing, they gave... Stick and Nori gave a shout-out to Nutso. Oh. <laughs> no, it was actually Mike Geronimo when they were cheer, when they were cheersing, and they, they were like... It's, they, it's, yeah. Mike Geronimo, Mike, Mike Geronimo said, yo, shout-out to Nutso, because he, he, 
he said that line from that song he had with him that this is my hood this is my hood and then he's like yeah man shout out to my boy nuts i love you bro love you boy yeah that was peace that's flushing right there man yeah man that flushing episode was pretty dope yeah, the flushing episode was pretty dope. Not for nothing. But yeah, man, sign for the Buster Jam. Whatever you want, kid. It's all good. Definitely, definitely gonna play something off of that bus or bus. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, you know, it's episode one twenty eight. Jeez. In the bag. One twenty eight. That's crazy. Oh man, can't believe it myself either, bro. Can't believe it myself. Hopefully, we got Word. a end of wrestling ahead of us. When we get to episode two, I'm gonna do it from Dykeman. Yeah. <laughs> when we get to episode 189, we're gonna do it at 189. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the school, we're just gonna sit here and record. Right, right under the flags. <laughs> Yo, you know 189 is a high school now? Nah. It's flushing into high school. Wow. It's like a specialized high school. Yeah. They still have have a junior high school in the building. I think the high school is only like one floor or some stupid shit. Flushing high school is two schools in one. Oh, man. Magnet school on one side and it's a regular high school on the other side. Nothing's the same anymore. Fuck up every day. I mean, when they were still cool. My mom told me, like, yeah, these smart kids that come here, they be getting robbed every day by the regular <laughs> Like, like yeah, what other podcasts? What other podcasts <laughs> could bring you this this information, bro? Word up. We yeah. out here. <laughs> oh, man. Life. But this is the 20 by 20 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we are your host, Nathan McFly, with It'd be night. Yeah. Shit nigga Woodrow, man. <laughs> Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Shout out to Los Boricuas. Shout out to her business, man. Peace. Your boy B-I-N-G Ben, you heard. Shout out to my brother's 2020 podcast, Storyline Tease. Y'all ready? Yeah. You already know. And what we forgot to say, Los Bachateros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Bachateros, man. Shout out to Biden. Let's see what you do, homie. <laughs> Let's see what you do, out. homie. Let's see what you do. Let's see what you do with that full, I mean, with that, with the Democratic um, being the majority of the Senate. Let's see what you do with that, boy. Let's see, let's see if you if you bought that action. Have mercy for the spirit still praying for me. Time's hard, so forgive me if I smell funny. Sleeping in cars, they be real with no hotel money. Louis Vuitton, you just get it cause your man want it. Pictures and captions let me know that you would tell something. Middle school bitches used to call me Bruce Bruce. Now it's stretch made backs in the coops too. Like jewels, I'm just trying to pack a deuce deuce. Diplomats, Arabic, how I'm making my moves. Broke the richest fucking bitches in my favorite shoes. She thought I had a seizure, told her April Fools. Fuck a lawsuit, bitch, I'm trying to make the news. Master Muhammad sold silks going door to door. Giving knowledge to the brothers, fed who wanted more. We a nation of brothers, such a wonderful force. Go straight to the Quran if you wanted the source. I know God's so proud you becoming the boss. 
cold world with the flows, keep a nigga warm. We were sleeping on the flows when it used to storm. I just wanna get a home for my only mom. It's a dream to make her proud of her only son. It's a dream to make her proud of her only son. Make her proud of her only son. It's a dream to make her proud of her only son. And I'm number one. My brigade, it's about that time. Light sparkle off my jewelry, it's about that shine. Money busts out every pocket, it's about that grind. A schooling dudes, especially when a nigga third eye blind. Could give a fuck about what's yours, only concerned about mine, nigga. They steering like all this hypnosis is heavy. If looks could kill, I probably die countless deaths already. Gillette razor sharp suited, shooting star like a comet. Swag gave birth to millions like Master Farah Muhammad boss. Looking relaxed, like I don't wanna be balling. I thank God for the blessings and paths paved as I journey through a jungle of lines so unscathed until I speak in tongues when I visit my aunt's grave and hustle like a genius with strength of a man's slave and get deeper while they singing his praise. Walk with me now. I bless the hood while I keep on banging them harder. Unconditional to love as a daughter's love for a father and dream flying through the clouds on the planes that I charter and documenting moments of time becoming a martyr while I merge with corporations expanding a little larger now. For the sole purpose my people can all eat through the acts of desperate folks occupying up Wall Street, but I'm torn while in the studio giving you all heat, and their ignorance is blessed, busy saying they born straight on their hands and knees, just like they walking on four feet down. Look what they really turning us into, a savage smelling blood with malfunctioning in the mental, with baggage through the mud that they dragging until they settle. I rassle up success when I'm sniffing a rose petal. If you violate the truth, is your body a fill of metal? Listen to these words with the power of a few rockets. Just in the same time, it's so perfect for me to drop this. It's getting to the point where they're begging the kid to stop it. It's hard to honor such requests when you're bathing in profit. Witness shit I said that's come to pass, now they calling me prophet lord. Special how I touch the people when I'm speaking, so precious. It's like a moment of watching a baby sleeping. Infectious like opponents that's always catching a beating. Through journeys that I travel and missions I'll be completing. Put the mic down and leave it with mama for safekeeping. <laughs> wow. 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 Let me hear that shit again, son. Take notes. Write it down. Get a pad. Learn, motherfuckers. Learn. From a God MC. Ain't too many left. That's right. There's only a few out there, y'all. Motherfucker, everybody talk about Buster Rhymes. Bust a bust, the man you trust. And bust we trust. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. The only nigga we trust is bus a bus.